0: Hello film lovers and welcome to another episode of The Films I Love Most podcast. Sit down, relax and whip out those cinematic snacks. It's time for The Films I Love Most podcast live.
1: Andrew, how you doing buddy? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing wonderful man. Uh, happy Sunday once again.
0: Happy Sunday. Got a little you got some husk going on there, Dorothy. Really?
1: I feel yeah. fine. So, and I've been up for oh, no, 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 no. hours.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a poorly husk. I think it's a Hey guys, how's it going? Husk. <laughs> how
1: well, excellent. I, I'll take that. Just, I'll take it.
0: Passing, just passing through town. <laughs> <laughs> but my host
1: was some trouble. Yeah, some
2: trouble.
0: <laughs> Yeah, oh, That's hilarious. Okay, well, how do are you, you a... Andrew? I'm okay. I have to give you a slight warning. I had an accident this morning. I came out of the shower. I was walk... I was opening the door to leave. And I was coming down the stairs. There was the doorbell rung and it was all a bit of chaos anyway i fell down the stairs
1: holy crap like, i mean uh, Robert, what the hell
0: i know um i survived i have bruised my ribs slightly but i've been um <gasps> i've been assured that it's okay but um if you make me laugh too much i might puncture <laughs> a lung
1: are you sure you're okay so, to do the show buddy
0: Oh, absolutely. I've done two shows already.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then you're but, fine. Um, <laughs> but I feel terrible.
0: Bruised ribs are the worst yeah. because
1: uh, there's nothing you can do for them.
0: No, that's it. And I, I had to get a Chinese takeaway because I couldn't cook, so I had to get Chinese takeaway today. So if you hear me crunching on anything, I've got some leftover prawn toast. Okay? So I'm just yeah, telling that you sounds pretty good.
1: It sounds pretty good.
0: <laughs> and I've had to lay in bed all day and watch movies. What a hard life, eh? What a terrible time I've had. <laughs> <laughs> it's been glorious. I've loved everything. Well, you second. know what?
1: You gotta be careful, man. You gotta be careful with yeah, the course. shower. Can't fuck around.
0: No. It's because of my slippers. My slippers literally slipped. Oh, but uh, uh anyway, yeah. when, I, when I opened the door. I know, yeah when i opened the door to the uh the guy at the door who was coming to pick some books up from me i went hello i've just fallen down the stairs i may have punctured my lung but did you want all the books or just a few (laughs) god
1: well if you don't have your sense of humor what do you have
0: a punctured lung
1: yeah well we know that you don't you'd be already gurgling like darth vader and and be on your way to death so yay
3: (laughs)
0: anyway so that's the story i'm not in too much pain i am I'm, I'm milking it just so that i can maybe get like my brother to deliver some food for me tomorrow maybe i've been, been in a milkshake from mcdonald's i'm just milking oh, fantastic it, okay? Don't... <laughs> okay good let's run with that But uh, exactly but this is sequel mania now i think feel like i have to give a little bit of a disclaimer uh for this episode cliff dorfman um, yes. when I, when it, when it states here about, uh, sequels, we never wanted to see. Now I'm not talking about the worst sequels because we have a discussion about the worst sequels all the time, but I'm talking about sequels that maybe not been that bad, but they should never have been one. Why was there a sequel to Jaws? You know, Jaws 2, not a bad film. Jaws Revenge, different story. Jaws right. 2 is not that bad. But why did there have to be a Jaws two?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Aladdin, great movie. Return of Jafar, why?
0: Why exactly? Was Return right. of the Jafar the worst thing? No, I, but why? No, but it wasn't have... great. <laughs> no, exactly. How about,
1: how about so bring That's it
0: Actually, on? Bring it on was amazing.
1: Everything else that followed, <laughs> meh.
0: yeah. Why? I mean there's some franchises now that, that go down that direction of um what's another one that's like bring it on um american mean Pie. Girls.
1: oh yeah American mean Pie. Girl. sure great example
0: American. Mm. so they, they sort of had this thing where it was a american pie presents rather than an actual sequel so they made, well, american they pie made like a-
1: too yeah they made too many sequels already
0: yeah they were like oh no we shouldn't have done this now
1: we should so just do like we're <laughs> national lampoon
0: yeah absolutely and, and, and guys we can also talk about um movies as well that should have had sequels um i'd like to also go into that as well if we can uh for example um a film pulling out of the hat and we could do what we did last week as well with the superhero so we can have a, a sequel that should never have been made and a sequel um and a film that should have had a sequel that didn't
1: yeah great. how do you feel about so,
0: that
1: i love that i love that and now are you moderating our messages today uh oh absolutely oh okay great yeah. so i was just making sure that we were on top of that and uh you know i would i would say a sequel that i would have loved to see that'll never happen um would be uh, bridesmaids
0: oh right okay yep yeah, i mean that's a weird example isn't it because that film didn't do bad at the box office. It has a cult following. Why do you think Bridesmaids 2 never was a thing?
1: Well, Paul Feig, I think, is the reason. I, you know, um, it, it, they talked about it for a while. Um, hmm. And I, I think what what we find is that, you know, with these things, first of all, Paul Feig, and I think we we touched upon this with Ghostbusters, you know, it's, it's – uh, you, you get – in that hot position and then you know all these things are flying at you at warp speed and then we you know they, all of a sudden it loses steam or it falls through the cracks you're like you're doing nine other movies and and also you know as much as i love that movie i mean i really do love bridesmaids it, i thought it was great crack me up um mm-hmm. and that being said it did not uh how do you do that sequel as much as I want to see it? You know, is it is it Kristen Wiig is getting married now and she's the one? I mean, you know, Step Brothers I see more likely as a sequel I wish happened that I could see a very easy, uh, you know, easy into. But, you know, McKay is now, you know, being taken very seriously as a director. So going back to do Step Brothers after the big short might not be the way he wants to to do it. And remember with, with Bridesmaids, Kristen Wiig, Is the co-writer, and she's written a lot of things, including *Barb and Star*, *Go to Vista Del Mar*. But she's not writing a sequel, uh, you know. And and again, I think it really does come down to they're so busy on other projects. I mean, my Rudolph, Kirsten, uh, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy. I mean, all even the guy who played the uh, her her love interest, he's on like nine things.
0: Yeah to get so to get them all back in the same room is probably going to be very difficult anyway.
1: And the, and the cost of it would be uh, astronomical at this point when bride ma- when bridesmaids was made, uh, they were, uh, rather cheap. All of those people. Yeah. Not sure. anymore. Not anymore.
0: <laughs> no, they all want the dollar.
1: Yep. Yep. And, and you know, and that's just above the line. That's without even the cost of making the movie so you know it makes me wonder how all the oceans got made how they keep paying yeah. those guys and girls
0: yeah exactly i i mean how do they i mean that, to be honest with you oceans 13 i'm not entirely sure that they're actually making that much money from the the all-male uh, versions of those films but then when they did the sandra bullock version i mean um i personally didn't see it at the cinema i saw it after I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I loved it. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I thought it was great too. Was... Yeah. Um, no hint of that getting a sequel at the moment, though.
1: No, no. I mean, it, it is um, It is not uh, even lined up. I mean, they had Oceans, what, 11, 12, and 13. And then the spinoff was Oceans 8, right? Yeah. But I think at 13, you know, that was like 2001, 2004, and then 07. And. You know, they probably uh, paid them everything they could. I think at that point, you uh, you go like, "Oh no!" To to make you know a new one of these would cost us a billion dollars.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that they could even have a set, or even like pay any, any extras or anything with the amount. Surely that you know Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt Damon mm-hmm. and all, all all of them they're obviously demanding movie, <laughs> unless you know. They did it for Bottom Dollar because it was just a, a good hangout well, for them. Yeah.
1: They did. The first one was eighty-five million budget. Then the next one went up to hundred and ten, which I imagine is all their ups. And then the third one went back down to eighty-five million, which tells me that they all took, you know, whatever it is, dollar one gross or or what have you. And uh, you know, that's a three hundred eleven million dollar worldwide budget uh, gross on the third mm. one so if they all had a couple of points a dollar one gross i mean you know it, <laughs> that's a lot of money so i'm sure oh, yeah, they did it for cost
0: yeah wow i mean that's a lot of money but yeah definitely at cost
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it's bad, well, it shows in the budget you know from the second one going up to 110 where they said okay We'll take pay hikes, and I'm sure they took a piece of the back end as well. But then the third one goes down back to the price of the first one. That that absolutely speaks to the fact that they took a nice chunk of the back end, Soderbergh and the whole lot. And yeah. rightly so. Rightly so, even though they sucked. Not the first one. I love the first one, and I loved Ocean's 8. The next two were just like, oh, God, stop. I understand. You all like each other. It's great.
0: Yeah. You want to rob places. Okay. Right. Robert, you want to hang out so in Lake Como with it. Clooney. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose Very at this sweet. point, I've got, I've got two questions for you, actually, before we uh, move on. Yeah, shoot. okay. shoot. Uh, being in the business, I think that uh, you're a good person to ask this. So uh, when a movie star signs on to do a, a film and signs on a contract to do the sequel, but says that they'll be, as you say, like, do you, what do you call it? The backdoor pay? back end. Back end pay—that's the one. Backdoor mm-hmm. pay is something else. I think completely. Yeah, it's a whole
1: other thing that we're not <laughs> doing
0: in this talk. Um, I mean, but so how does that work? That. <laughs> yeah. so how does that work? What's in the contract? And and say, for example, George Clooney. What what would happen in negotiations with that then?
1: Well, I mean, you know, you're talking about. Owning a piece of the movie at that point, you know, if someone as big as Clooney or Pitt or Julia Roberts, you're you're owning a piece of that of that film, which which you know means to you know you're you're taking a piece. When I say dollar one gross, that's it's exactly what it sounds like, and it's not really done anymore, Um, you know. But it it is a, a you know for every dollar it makes, you have you know a a point, right? So if you have one point. Of dollar one gross of $311 million, right? That's $3.1 million. And that's just one Hmm. point. Are you doing that math right?
0: Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, did um, Robert Downey Jr. have one of those with Iron Man in the Avengers uh, franchise?
1: I mean, my guess is that he did, but, you know, the the, the real. It's interesting because I'm not sure how Marvel does that because Marvel they're, you know, they don't they don't fuck around. They they own all that stuff. They can put anyone in there and you know, if Downey got too greedy, they could swap him out pretty easy. I mean, I think. But I would be very interested to know if he did get that. If any of our listeners know about that, I'd like to know because it seems to me, you know, with Marvel, they're the most interchangeable.
0: Yeah oh no 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 absolutely but you know marvel films up to that point weren't exactly grossing big dollar and you had things like you know ghost rider and the fantastic four which were flops at the box office but then with iron man one being so popular and being a hit i was just I i was just curious whether um downey jr actually did go it's a hit guys let's keep this going but i want some dollar
1: yeah. I mean I have to I have to think that they would say yes because it is a hit. Um that being said, I, I don't <laughs> I don't um yeah oh, that's a rough one man that's a, I really want to yeah. know. I actually don't know the information on that. And I think it's a wonderful question. So if any of our listeners do know, tell us because I'm kind of really yeah, curious absolutely. now.
0: Okay, let's play some dits because I've got another um like sort of Investigation that I want to do with you about uh, directors and sequels. That I Love questions it. that I really want to know. So let's hit some dips
2: Literally any of the Elvin and the Chipmunk sequels. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Any of them we could
1: have gotten rid of for he real. Said that
0: was such passion, such passion. Yeah, I, mean, I just Alvin.
1: want to make sure he didn't mean that that he wanted them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, that they're definitely ones we
1: could have done without. I'm gonna go with that.
0: I love all of the Alvin and the chipmunk sequels. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah, that would be so a little scary
1: as an adult there's no one man. ever.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as an adult male.
0: Yeah, no, thank you.
2: Any of the Sharknado movies? Like, I think there's five of them now.
0: Oh, man. Really?
1: <laughs> By the way, amen to that, too.
0: Yeah, definitely i think that with sharknado though i think they realized i mean they were very self-aware it was very meta wasn't it when they were releasing the sequels like i think one of the sequels is called oh no not another one do you know what i mean and oh really <laughs> again do you know what i mean so i, I think they know that they were taking the piss
1: oh my god that's so funny oh no not another one uh- <laughs>
0: so i think that they know they were just like taking the piss but people were enjoying them i I think they didn't take themselves too seriously therefore i can't really be mad at them for making sharknado films because they were actually like poking fun at the audience with them for wanting more right and i thought i was quite clever but um yeah i can understand though i've never seen one to be honest i've never seen a sharknado film with you
1: um, I, I, I saw like a beginning of w- like one of the originals and I just, I, I had to turn it off and then watch something else immediately to erase it from my mind palette.
0: <laughs> I think just I may awful. have, uh, yeah, I think I may have sat on my laptop once and wrote a Sharknado film. So I think that, you know, <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's pretty easy.
0: It's, yeah. it's not
1: that hard. I bet anyone can, can write that.
0: Yeah. I'll give my No offense to, my to the Yeah, go on I'll just give No offense to the my four-year-old. Oh, we're doing that thing ah! <laughs> Yeah, you go <laughs> No, you go, you go I'm going to listen to a message You
1: go Oh yeah, no, I don't know I don't know what I I think I was just going to say No offense to the writers Who, who wrote it But, you know Stop <laughs> Stop And I listen I, I have to say People seem to love The whole Sharknado thing It always does well Um <laughs> that being said, uh, you know, I, this is something I don't understand. And this is why we are faced with so many horrible movies, because as a consumer public, we tend to <laughs> gravitate towards this crap. And, and it, it makes no sense to me, man. You know, but here's the, here's the real truth of Sharknado. The, Overall franchise has made $4.5 billion in total gross. I mean, just let that settle in.
0: But where does that money come from? Because these are films that are not um, shown in the cinema, are they? I don't think I've ever seen a Sharknado film in the cinema. I think they've always been uh, shown on, I don't know, sci-fi channel or some crap like that or whatever it's called now. I don't have they ever debuted at the um or premiered at cinemas? I've never seen one to be honest.
1: Um, I can't say they ever have. Um, and and it does not appear in in cinema. I mean, that's the uh, that's the weird thing. So, so how does like I hear Ian Ian's Ian earring, sorry, gets like half a million dollars for each one that he does now, uh, which is really nothing. If you think about it, I mean for him it's great, I guess, but in the reality of this business, it's it's absolutely nothing. And and then yeah. I don't know how it makes money because you know they are they're, they're shooting them. I mean, I think it's the second one was like uh one and a half to two million. It's never gone over five million dollars.
0: Yeah, which is reasonably cheap for uh for a sort of you know quite a CGI heavy film. That's quite, you know, budget, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's it, it's really bizarre that um, <laughs> that you know how does it make money? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I, and I usually have answers for this, but I would love our listeners to jump in and tell us. You know, is Downey getting a piece of the action? And how the hell does Sharknado make money? By the way, a <laughs> franchise we don't want to see a sequel to that just keeps that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and by the way just to keep that in in relative terms uh, gal gadot got uh three hundred thousand dollars for the first wonder woman
0: is that all yeah oh my god that's that's crazy because she's obviously just not shooting the film she's obviously doing all that prep for it as well and just to get that you know that's mad
1: But that's what I'm saying. Like Downey was on the, you know, kind of balls of his ass when they brought him in for Iron Man. So I wonder if they were, you know, because that really lifted his career up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think that's what Marvel does, to be quite honest.
0: Mm. Yeah. Reignites careers.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And they get you when you're down.
2: Mm hmm. (laughs)
0: so
1: yeah
0: you make them sound like the school, was a school bully <laughs> I, they get listen, you, you know aren't they
1: I, not even in a bad way, <laughs> but maybe a little bad you know I mean they're making all the money for sure yeah so I, I I don't understand it I don't know Let, let's play a few more of these ditties maybe someone gave us some insight hopefully
2: or what yeah. about the step up movies? Or even the <laughs> wrong turn movies. Hmm. He's on a roll. Yeah. By
1: the way, you—they're on a roll yes. right now. It's uh, it, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm beginning to think that maybe that's actually Starburns audio. Is that you? Have you got another account,
1: <laughs> Jaden? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a deep fake account on stereo yeah. that he's doing for sure. I, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> what what Um, has happened
0: go on step up what do you think step up um i think i've only seen the first one um i can't really remember yeah
1: yeah you know step up uh pitch perfect it's all crap yeah i don't understand why it keeps getting made but you know i have to imagine it's money right i mean the first step up teenagers yeah Teenagers dancing. I never understood the whole dance thing, but it's been going on forever. I mean, they they did the first one, the second one, the third one was three D. They did Revolution, then they finally they stopped in two thousand fourteen. But if you go through the numbers, the first step up made twelve million, and it's all about the numbers, right? And then worldwide it made one hundred and fourteen. The second one they bumped the budget only five and a half million to seventeen five, and it made one hundred and fifty worldwide. And then interestingly they almost doubled the budget to 30 million on the third one because it was 3D and it it made 159 million, only 9 million more worldwide. And then oh. on the Revolution one, they upped the budget 3 million so now it's at 33 million. The gross went down worldwide to 140. You know, they're still making money, don't get me wrong. And then for the last one, 35 million so they only went up 2 million and they made 86 million globally so you know i think at that point they started seeing this is not we're going to start losing money soon so we're going to stop and you know we benefited from them stopping
0: <laughs> yeah we did and then he also mentioned the wrong turn uh franchise which um has just spawned um i think it's a really uh reboot i think uh, there's a new Wrong Turn movie. I think it's a reboot. I don't think it's connected at all to the uh, to the previous series, but I watched the first one. I th- I actually think the first Wrong Turn is excellent, but the rest are just shit.
1: Right. The first one that they did, you're talking in 2003? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was the one that I liked. And then they just, you know, they just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and you know they they again i i would have to say i don't have the numbers in front of me but i would have to say it again comes back to the numbers i'm sure they made so much money on that that they were like okay well, we got to keep going and we always talk about this you know the numbers dictate the uh the the uh, you know the fact that these things get thrust upon us
0: mhm oh yeah That's absolutely yeah, no, but I, I didn't really, like any of them. Was, Did you see the new one? No, I haven't seen it. It's got bad reviews, though. I read the reviews. It's not got uh, great ones. But apparently it's a pretty much a beat-for-beat beat remake of the original. So, um, And, oh, I, you know, you've got... Um, oh, what's the name? Is it Do, Do, um, Dooku? Is it Alicia? Not Alicia. Eliza Dooku. A- Lush, Eliza, that's the one. She was just mm-hmm. coming off of the... Um, of her sort of stint on buffy so that's where like her fame had sort of come from that so therefore i think that uh, putting her in a horror movie that's what fans were going to watch they were going to watch her because of them being buffy fans or her being in that sort of zeitgeist at the time um but i just don't think you could ever recapture that you know it's a it's a strange one really
1: agreed it's not something that, uh, you know, they they always are trying to recapture lightning in a bottle, and nine out of ten times, it's it's you know, you're not getting it. It's just the way it is.
0: No, I think they should make a film called Right Turn, and actually, you know, the kids just go to the woods, camp out, have a lovely time, and go home. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it would
1: one. be as good, if not better, than what we're what we're sitting through
0: absolutely and i definitely think that cliff dorfman's gonna be making a phone call on monday no, right about turn. that one. no <laughs> no okay maybe maybe yeah, some, maybe another one later <laughs>
1: yeah i definitely will find yeah. one
3: well if we're okay. talking sequels like why was there a thor 2 you know that movie was terrible but okay you know there needs to be a thor 2 so there can be a thor 3 um But another question, why was there an Independence Day too? Like I I felt like that movie was just it was so it was a surprise, but we didn't ask for that surprise. And I feel like we didn't (laughs) accept that surprise. (laughs) We didn't want it, we
0: didn't accept it.
1: Not wrong by the way. we did, We Most of these things we're not asking for. The things we ask for we usually don't get. Like, I'd like to see a Goonies. I would have loved to see a Goonies sequel. We didn't get
0: that. No, nope. No Goonies sequel? What? I'm still waiting for my World War Z sequel, please. Thank you very much. Where's that? <sighs> oh, by the way,
1: that would be great, right? Mm-hmm. That would be great. Uh, you know, there's a few. You know what shouldn't have existed? And I, I think people might come at me for this, but Frozen 2. Didn't need oh, it. You need to be careful. Well, the first one was <laughs> was fantastic. Ended perfectly. The sequel was so boring. Who cares about their family history? It's like write a book or something. I'm not interested.
0: Yeah. And it also completely and utterly destroyed the fan theory that um, when the parents go off in the first one, they actually crash onto the island and they have a baby and it's Tarzan. So it sort of links to right. that. We right. never got that. That's been completely nope. demolished. No, they sunk. And then she became, the mum became like a, ooh, ice ghost. And um
1: <laughs> yes. And, yeah. and you know what? You know, we should have had the sequel. They shouldn't have made that sequel. And instead they should have spent the money and given us, uh, given us a tangled sequel. Cause that would have been awesome. And the TV series yeah. doesn't count.
0: Nah, nah. The TV series for Disney films don't exist to me. Nor do the uh, the 90s and early 2000s straight-to-video sequels that we've spoken about before, but I'm still angry about them. Po- Poker Hunters 2, my butt cheek. So annoying. I can't believe they did- made those films. <laughs> I, can't, I just look back and think, what were you doing? They look like they were drawn by a child, for starters. Yes, indeed. Indeed. I
3: agree
1: with you. I, I, you know, I, I like this topic because there's just such fertile ground here and you know, there's so many things again, I know we're going to always come back to the numbers, but there's a lot here. There's a lot to mine.
0: Mm. And also there is the numbers, uh, but we're also talking about our own personal, um, you know, tastes and experiences with, um, with movies because it, it, if you are a regular listener to this show you know that me and the dorphy sometimes have falling outs uh, mostly about <laughs> annihilation <laughs> <laughs> the worst why is that why has there never been a secret? No, i'm not gonna go there i'm not gonna go there
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't let's let's let it lie man
0: let's let it lie yeah but um yes you know it's all personal taste isn't it so some people might think that um that they've seen a, a Sequel to a film, and they really loved it, and it was really enjoyable. But it could get like four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you know, it's True. all in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it is, we, but
1: most things we're agreeing on so far today.
0: We are, we are. <laughs> this is this is good. This is good. Is it is it my birthday? I'm not, I'm not
1: quite sure. What's You're that not, not aware of it. It's a sequel, it's a sequel to your birthday, <laughs> Keith <Kate> Andrew.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, here we go sorry to interject again um if we're talking about Please. movies that should have had sequels i don't know if anybody's seen chronicle but there was like the most cliffhanger ending that has ever been made on that film and there still hasn't been a sequel it's been like i don't know five years maybe more
1: Ooh, yeah i mean we talked about this last week chronicle and you know everything it sort of uh spawned uh josh trank uh was the uh, director and he, I'm trying to remember what he said. He said, um, I think he said, I'm looking up something, but I guess he gave an interview with uh, Collider. And he says that there was not, not only was a Chronicles 2 script written, but Trank did everything in his power to stop it. How about that? Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: It's a post chronicle success, success. It says, uh, Trank moved quickly into a bad place. He had meetings with folks like Tom Cruise and got opportunities at films like Venom. But as he phrases it, all I felt was anger toward things, anger toward kids that I grew up with. I didn't feel any happiness from that. I didn't know how to embrace happiness. He intensified a nasty cigarette habit and punched a hole through his house. I mean, you know, and then Max Landis got Me too eventually, so he was the writer, and he's been outed as quote-unquote a predator. This is uh, again, Collider. And he wrote a script about a young girl who becomes obsessed with the footage of these heroes, and builds her own Iron Man-esque suit to become one herself. And Trank thought the work was fine, but it had nothing to do with why he wanted to do Chronicle in the first place, and he went on uh, to explain exactly why Chronicle 2 would never happen under his watch. And he says... He made it difficult for them to set up meetings. I was dodgy about stuff. I did a lot of shitty things because I really didn't ever want to see Chronicle 2 happen. That was my worst nightmare. And he said, first of all, I'm not doing it. And second, if someone else does it, then you know it's going to be a piece of shit. Which is like, okay, so, but why didn't you take, um, you know, again, he ended up doing Capone, which I don't know. Did you see that with Tom Hardy?
0: No, I didn't. No, I didn't. It wasn't.
1: Yeah, didn't didn't do it for me. Didn't didn't pump my nads.
0: No, I mean, uh, he's not done anything since, has he?
1: Just Capone. He,
0: like just Capone. That was it. And that was in. Yeah. That was recently. That was uh, last year. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, so like, it's
1: like, what what happened to that guy? Yeah. You know, what kind of like? It's like, yo, man, there's a lot of people who'd like to be in your now.
0: Did he do Fantastic Four? I was just about to say the reason why all of this happened to him and why he is no longer working is because of Fantastic Four.
1: Right. So that's what yeah. it was. It was fantastic. So he did Chronicle and then following up Chronicle, he, um, he wrote and directed Fantastic Four and that was it. That was it. I mean, that was the uh, the bomb of bombs, right? I mean, everyone hated that movie. Though, though the budget yeah. was one hundred and twenty million, and it grossed one hundred and sixty-eight worldwide, which is not that is a bomb.
0: Yeah. Well, it's an awful film. Like I've seen it, and um, I think I probably wandered out of the the room, wandered back in at least twelve times, uh, not really you know, that's when I gauge whether it's interesting me or not, if it can hold my attention. And it really didn't. It's a really, really, really bad film. But, you know, he did give us Michael B. Jordan if you think about it, because Michael B. Jordan was in um, Chronicle and then he was also in the Fantastic Four. He obviously went on to do better things like uh, with Black Panther. Um, but,
1: yeah, but didn't yes. he do uh, Fruitvale Station before Chronicle? That's my question.
0: Oh, hang on, let me have a look. I can see. If right. he did or not. So while you're looking,
1: I'm going to play another message. How do you feel about that?
2: Okie dokie. Uh, yep. Aragon never got its sequel. Not the greatest movie, but still should have had a sequel.
0: Huh. Oh, we, we've spoken about this one we, before. We have.
2: We
1: have spoken about it. And yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, do you agree with this?
0: No one wants it. The first one was terrible. I can't even remember it. I've seen it and I can't remember it. So therefore, it was around the time when there was loads of dragon things. Down, you know, How to Train Your Dragon, Game of Thrones, and you know there was just dragon overload. And then they just tried to yeah. throw this another big sort of um, epic fantasy trilogy into the mix when you already had sort of Lord of the Rings, and then you had uh, the Hobbit going on after that so it just got lost lost in the mix it was around the time when they were doing series after series of uh young adult fiction adaptations like the hunger games and then maze runner and i, I don't i you know all those ones um it just got completely <laughs> lost and it was crap what was the film you said sorry that you thought that um Michael Jordan no it with? was
1: yeah, no, he did Chronicle first and right after he did Fruitvale Station and that's where he got all the critical yes. acclaim and that was Ryan Coogler.
0: Yeah, that's correct. He was in Red Tails as well, which is the George Lucas film the same year that he did uh, Chronicle, which was, uh, I quite enjoyed that, Red Tails. It's quite good. An interesting yeah, you movie know, with... Different-
1: yeah, and with Aragon, just to go back to what our listeners said, they, you know, they said they would have liked to see it. There's a lot of hype involving it. You know, it was based on, uh, how do you say his name, Paulini's? Yeah, Paulini's best-selling, uh, you know, fantasy series, and that's 2006, right? It's uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Um, they're still talking about that. They're Harry Potter's at its peak, uh, high demand for fantasy-based stories, and now we get this thing for Aragon. And it just, it it fell flat. You know, it really did. And what is it? Uh, You know, I don't know. It just feels like it was trying to be everything. You know, it's like Aragon and the Goblet of Fire.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, Harry Potter. I completely missed that, Al. It was um, a crazy time, wasn't it? And I think that you don't really see that so much now. I think that that's died off. But you have got chaos walking obviously coming with Tom Holland but that's a bit more of a darker story than your usual mm. uh, young adult fiction adaptation but uh, yeah I think it, it came out in a crowded market it also came out around the time of like the Percy Jackson films you know which were trash but um, again <laughs> yeah. it the market with, with young adult fantasy um, fiction adaptations which is just like oh too much
1: Stop well yeah comedy. And I think also, you know, we're, we're in that situation where the books were so, you know, beloved. And if you, uh, you know, look at uh, what the author's brand of uh, Nazgul was, or Gul, how do you pronounce it? Nazgul. Uh, they were creepy as fuck, right? They had long beaks poking out of uh, beneath their hoods. I mean, they ate humans and hunted dragon riders throughout alleghesia, But the movie, yeah, not so much. Like, instead of making them nightmarish and mysterious figures, we got like two ninja mummies. Made up of cockroaches, which is like, you know, all right. So that's a fail. Yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. we go on with these, you know. Uh, you know, um, what do you say? You know, uh, Razgak, they weren't the only uh, Aragon baddies, right? That the film butchered. I mean, his books filmed with all these like orcish creatures. They're called Urgals, right? You don't fuck with these guys. Like they're gross looking yeah, monsters yeah. with horns sticking out of the top of their heads. And, you know, in the movie, you know what? What, what happened? You know, and this is what I'm saying. I think they really butchered the book and tried to make it for this, you know, PG-13 or, you know, Harry Potter fan base. And had they gone with the original, then, you know, and listen, John Malkovich is always great, but, you know, he's a journeyman. You can't look at him in one film. The the filmmakers, I really feel crapped all over the book, and that's where it really failed.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like we can see this, like, okay, I'm going to be controversial now. A lot of people hold the original uh, version of uh, Philip Pullman's uh, Golden Compass, the original movie. They like A lot of people hold that up as a, a great film. Um, it tr- got absolutely uh, trampled on at the box office, didn't make any money. And a lot of people were very um, weirded out by the fact that they didn't make the second book, which is The Subtle Knife. Um, I personally am glad that they didn't because if they did, we wouldn't have got the amazing uh, BBC slash HBO adaptation, which is uh, out of this, this dark world. Material. One of my favorite it's things. Yeah, his Dark, yeah, material dark material
3: Materials. I
0: yeah. Love. yeah. One of the best series, I think, that the BBC have made in, in a fair while. So, um, you know, but Golden Compass was a strange one because you had a very strong cast there. You had Daniel Craig, Nicole Kidman, you know, in those parts. And you had the makings of a huge franchise, you know, even though it was only going to be like a trilogy could have been something really special. They, they, they yeah. messed it up. Yeah. They, they,
1: they messed completely it. messed it up. But again, it was a $300 million disaster. So, yeah, it, it, and, and again, you know, how close to the book was it?
0: Well, they took out all the religion. That was the problem. You know, they took that's where the book lies, Yeah. yeah, exactly. The book is all about, you know, uh, religion and um, you know, angels and dust and all this, you know, and to take that core from the story, what do you have? You have a girl running around with a polar bear, that's pretty much the story, you don't have anything else. So, without those religious connotations, it's not a story at all. Um, and I love the books. Trust me, I love the books. A lot of people say, "Have you never read Harry Potter?" No, I haven't read Harry Potter because I was reading his Dark Materials, which are far superior to Harry Potter. Just saying, yeah. you're probably going to get loads of hate. But no, um, I think
1: you're right. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's a very special book, and and you know, talking about dark matter and these things that are very much uh, a, a part and mystery of our universe, and you know, melding it with religion is where it gets its power from in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. in losing that, it's uh, <laughs> it, it lost everything, in my opinion. And and they went back to it in the, they went back to it in the, uh, in the series. And that's what's I think is one of the things that's so great about it.
0: Absolutely. Because it is very powerful, you know, and I think that um, it's, yeah, it's a great adaptation, but I think, you know, with his dark materials, it it's got its darkness, you know. It's well acted. It's got its darkness. Uh, it's it's very very well written. Those young adult fiction adaptations that were being churned out uh, in the early noughties weren't weren't cared over at all. They were just out for the money, and that's where like Aragon got completely lost because it was just one of those things that had to be chucked out as soon as possible uh, to try and get some traction, and it just didn't.
1: Yeah, it didn't. And there were too many uh, differences from the book. And I just thought, you know, this this is it. When you have beloved books like this, you're going to have a backlash if you're not at least staying true to the core.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know, I completely agree. Right, should we hear what some of these listeners are saying?
3: Absolutely. Let's do it. I feel like I'm commenting on somebody else's comment, but the Sharknado <laughs> movies okay. are just like, the tradition of humanity at this point, like if a year goes by and there hasn't been a Sharknado movie, I feel like there's something wrong in the universe. <laughs> like, can we? Is it? I know it's terrible, but it's like the terrible that we all need. You know, it's the Batman of films. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I would absolutely not. Exactly the same. Right, I'm going to throw out. A a, se- a film that should never have had sequels. Okay, and I'm going to say, and I have I have exactly the same feeling about that as I do about the Sharknado film. So a film that should never have se- never had sequels is Saw.
1: Huh? Really?
0: Yeah. Such a good I'm concept. Saw. Yeah. Saw should have stayed that uh, that first film really strong really strong concept brilliantly acted out you know um and then it literally the second i think it went downhill from the second one and um i i just what do you i mean you know this is just my opinion but i think that if saw was a standalone film that first one it would be up there it'd be so impactful it'd be up there with the classic uh horrors of uh yesteryear but i think because they brought out so many movies that it it just became a joke in the end. It just became watered down.
1: Yeah. Listen, I saw the first one and I loved it. And and as we see with especially the horror genre, if it's going to make money because they're not spending a lot of money. So when they make big money, you know, there's going to be a sequel. I never, none of the sequels landed with me. I stopped after probably the second one. I was just like, oh no, I'm not into this. So I will see your saw and I'll raise you the mummy. Shouldn't exist. The first one, Brendan Fraser, Rachel Wise, loved it. I really loved it. Then just mm. stopped.
0: Okay. So you didn't enjoy the mummy returns.
1: I mean, listen, the mummy returns was <laughs> eh, eh, and the mummy yeah. tune of the dragon emperor. No, absolutely not. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> Just stop it.
0: Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. Not for the fact that they also had to recast Rachel Weisz as well, because she didn't want to do it. And Brandon Fraser's career, I don't know where it was at that point, but it wasn't exactly, you know, busting balls. So, um, right. Yeah, I can understand why they did it. And I think it was a little while that they brought it out. I mean, God, you're you're 100% right that first mummy movie when that first came out i remember we had we had a vhs copy of it and i think me and my brother used to watch it twice a day that film is oh it's so good
1: good. yeah yeah it's great it's fantastic Uh, and and you know what what i'll say though and not to leave it on a down note because i'll say what i would like to see what i would have loved to see a sequel of is Coraline.
0: oh Coraline. okay
1: yeah yeah i'm just throwing it out there I'm saying like that would be something that should exist and take away the mummies. Put the money toward the mummies towards Coraline. I bet it would have been so much more enjoyable. That's all I'm saying.
0: I'm just trying to to flick through because um, I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fan, uh, as you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to flick through. I know that he's done short stories uh, that some are uh, sequels to American Gods or extra chapters to American Gods, but I don't think he's ever followed up Coraline. But that's quite interesting. I mean Coraline is a great, great film. Yeah.
1: Like, Have you seen uh the American Gods? Sorry, the the uh are you watching the new season on stars?
0: I am uh waiting for the entire of the entirety of the season to come out, so I'm up to the end of series two.
1: But okay, I read gotcha, the book
0: gotcha. about eight
1: times. Okay, so you'll yeah <laughs> you'll be voraciously tearing into it once I I think the last uh episode <laughs> drops tonight, doesn't it?
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Possibly, I don't They're I'm only doing eight, Amazon. I believe. Okay, that makes sense.
1: That's yeah. all they've done in the rest of the season, so I just figured, like, you know, probably what they'll do now.
0: Yeah, I but maybe I'm the first wrong. Season. I liked the first season, I like the world building in the first season. I could really see Me what they're trying to do from the book. Uh, second season, okay, uh, didn't you know, I think it suffers from the fact that. They expect you to know what where you're existing now, and therefore they don't bring as much of that fun element to it. I think I think that's what you get with um, Harry Potter as well. You know, the first sort of two, three movies are all about the world building, but then when you get into the nitty gritty of the story, uh, they all the fun just gets completely sucked out of it. Not just the fun, but also the color. You know, like mm. I'm, I'm doing a show at the moment. Um, I've never seen Harry Potter. We what we're on Order of the Phoenix. Uh, we've just done our show of order of the Phoenix and I'm having to turn the contrast up on my TV because it's getting so dark. I can't <laughs> see anything. So, um, <laughs> is it
1: really? That's so funny.
0: It. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's strange. So, you know, um, yes, but Coraline is a good shout. I, I would, I would say no, but the first one is a masterpiece. So good.
1: Oh yeah. I absolutely love it. And I think I just looked it up. I think they're doing 10 episodes actually. For this season. Oh, okay. So, and yeah, I wonder if it'll be the last, I I believe it will be.
0: Hmm. That's interesting because at the end of season two, they weren't very far through the book. So uh, they're going to have to get a move on. If they, if they are going to have to finish it off with season three, that's going to have to be a lot of, a lot of story thrown in there. But
1: listen, I I think it's going to be all about the numbers because obviously they have enough material to do it, but I think it's going to be all about the numbers. And uh, mm. you know they started they started the distribution on Amazon Prime I think January 11th so you're you're close to getting a full season that you can down you know that you can just binge.
0: Yeah, I'll binge over to, like two days. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, I'm it's, sure uh, you will, or quicker.
0: I am. Uh, I am indeed. Uh, I've just finished the last episode of uh, uh, Agents of Shield today. Uh, seven seasons in in two and a half weeks
1: oh wow
0: (laughs) i just put them on and just do other things and you know and i just had them on in the background but that's that's the beauty of those kind of shows you can sort of listen and occasionally glance up and you still know what's going on
1: right but it's not a feige production right so it's not really like official marvel
0: no i mean there's a lot of sort of time travel diversions going on so they sort of tie into the story that it's not going along the same sort of timeline as. as the Marvel movies, but in the first two seasons it's pretty close. Like we have the Sokovian Accords in season two. Uh we have like Hydra taking over in season one. So there is some parallels to the Marvel universe, but by the end of the by the end of season seven, they're just like, you know, Captain America Who? Iron Who? <laughs> they're just like completely off the rails. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: That's what I it didn't it didn't land for me at all. Um, all right, let's let's hear a couple more of these. Do you mind? I'm gonna press. Uh, I'm gonna press play.
3: Oh yeah, my days! A Goonies sequel—that would be epic. <laughs> Literally, that would be the most exciting thing that has ever happened in the history of <laughs> millennial history. <laughs> like there was an It <laughs> sequel, you know, a grown-up kids It. You know, everybody's all grown up now. There was a sequel to that before there was a grown-up Goonies.
0: Yes. Yeah, well, I think the it comes from the fact that the book is split into uh, two parts and therefore the film was as well, which is always a wise choice. They did it with the uh, TV miniseries back in the 90s and then they've done it again. Um, I must admit, I loved the first part, hated the second.
1: You love the first part of the book?
0: Of it, uh, no, of the of the films. Oh, of it, I loved it, it, it it yeah love the first film hate the second film of it
1: um yeah i same here the second film did not land with me in any way shape or form and the first one uh was uh fantastic really yeah. well done
0: so do you think a goonie sequel would work or do you think that it really would sort of maybe uh, i don't know i would have to have the creative team involved surely
1: well, yeah, if you get Spielberg and Donner and his wife, Florence Shuler Donner, but I don't know how you ever rival the magic of the original, even though I'd love to see one more than anything. And I'm sure they've definitely revisited the you know possibility of it probably like every year, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I hear that that guy who created the Goldbergs, that Adam F. Goldberg dude, he's been like, you know, secretly Writing a screenplay for the Goonies to never say die. Um, But he's been writing it for almost a decade under our noses. Uh, But, you know, I can't imagine like, listen, I, I, the Goldbergs is good. It's fine. I mean, now it just sucks. But in the first few seasons, it was, it was good. It was nostalgia. But I don't think that guy's going to pull a, uh, a script that even comes close to the original Goonies out of his ass, you know, no matter how long he's been writing it.
0: Yeah, that's it. No, in some ways, you know, obviously for the nostalgia, The Goonies too would be amazing. But I wish that we could just get in a time machine and go back to maybe the early 90s and make it rather than now.
1: Yeah, by the way, that would have been the time to make it. Otherwise, no.
0: No, I agree. Yeah, as much as I'd love uh, to see it.
1: You know, and by the way, I, (laughs) I would root for Adam F. Goldberg to write, you know, the best Sequel to the Goonies ever? Because I I would love it. I just I don't know. I just I don't. I well, don't hold much faith.
0: There was technically a sequel to the Goonies already. Go on. <laughs> I can hear you go on. saying rubbish. Yeah. So go um, on. The Goonies sequel was a Nintendo computer game. Uh, the Goonies two. It came out in uh, December 1988, and um, yeah, so I'm just flicking through. I can't remember what the the, um, the sort of uh, story was, but um, yeah, basically, you play the Goonies on another mission, on another sort of you know task to go and find buried treasure. There was like mermaids in it and uh the the villains the you know like the um the family are back from the first film so yeah if you go on and just type in the goonies to nintendo you can see the uh the cover for it and there's um some information there obviously on wikipedia about it as well um it got like quite good reviews as well so yeah
1: yeah listen so yeah i'm not buying it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting it. I'm not by- Listen, no, I hear what you're saying. I, I just I, okay. Let, you know what? I, I'm almost sorry I brought it up because it is a sequel that I would have loved to see, but it's so far off now that I just feel like nothing's ever going to, you know, scratch that itch. Oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, yeah, you need a proper, uh, proper, proper, proper uh, Goonie sequel, hundred um, percent. All right. So should we hear like some more of these? Yeah, like I said, uh, early 90s would have been the right time to do it. Not now.
2: Yes, agreed. Amen to you.
0: Cool, cool. Here we go.
2: Yeah, but in regards to that one, there's also Capone. That's um, a new film that he's directed and he's also written. So I guess we'll
3: see how that goes as well.
0: Yeah, you've seen it, you said, didn't you?
1: Capone, yeah, I, I didn't like it. It was not, no, not for me. Um, it, it, I don't know. Did it get good reviews? Was it, did it do well on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, it, it, it didn't land for me. I mean, listen, I love Tom, you know, but, but I also feel that his movies are, you know, they can be touch and go. I'm not always sure. He's always making interesting choices for sure. I'm not a big fan. First of all, of Linda Cardellini. I feel like she's an over actor and let's just be clear. Uh, the critics and the audience do not disagree with me. 39% for the critics and 25% audience score.
0: Mm. And four point um, seven. Four point seven on IMBD.
1: Oh man. Yeah, that's not I think Josh Trank is not a, you know, I think he did a good movie, you know, and now we're just seeing and I don't understand Tom, you know, because Tom is such a sort of consummate professional. And like I said, he's always making interesting choices, whether he's working with Chris Nolan or, you know, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, if you look at Revenant, you know, he doesn't fuck around too much. Even if you look at Taboo, we talked about, you know, that he did with his dad. I mean, whether you like it or not, it's interesting. You know, it's edgy. It's cool. And this, this just, this just didn't work for me.
0: Yeah. Peaky blinders.
1: Yeah. Peaky Blinders and and he was the one who reached out to uh Stephen Knight to ask to do it so you know you just go well okay this is a great this is a great actor who makes really cool choices and then he does something like this and I'm not sure if it was just the ability you know listen he played the uh, the craze you know so it's like you already did you know you did Bronson you did Lawless you've played a lot of gangsters you know and 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 Josh Trank is not a filmmaker where you go like, oh, you are kind of tried and true. You know, you, you've made one good movie and then one shit movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wrong choice, totally. Yeah, I think
1: Definitely. that was really, uh, you know, and, and I think that's why we saw it. I mean, The New Yorker panned it. Uh, you know, this is across the board. People panned it. And, and <laughs> at some point, I mean, again, I don't know. You know, I don't really understand that. You know, when I know from my side of the story, uh, not of Capone, but of the business, you know, as a director, especially, it's the hardest thing to get a star, especially one to trust you and make your movie, um, even if you have full financing. So I don't really get how that went down. I'd like to know, but I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't understand it. But yeah, we can pass on that one.
0: I don't know how we we get back into that, 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 but it's probably my fault. We need to. The Untouchables is the ultimate Al Capone film. We don't need another one. We don't yeah. need a film. Yeah. About it. No. Can I, mean, I just say one it. thing though, very quickly? And um, <laughs> Tom Hardy also. Um, we have a, a channel here in the UK called CBBC, which is Children's BBC. So it's a channel exclusively just for kids. And every now and again, Tom Hardy will go on this um, on this channel with his dog and just sit there and read the bedtime story for the kids
1: oh see what i mean so, He's, he makes yeah, cool choices so right
0: yeah like, who else does that yeah the dads don't like it as much but the mums love it
1: <laughs> oh yeah are you kidding of course they do by the way don't yeah. don't kid yourself the dads like it too they're just acting like they don't
0: yeah that's true but i think that's so cute he usually does it at like christmas easter like those sort of holidays he sort of goes on sits with his dog and uh and reads the kids a bedtime story. It's so cute, so lovely. What a mensch! But yeah, what a mensch. He's a, yeah, he's a great one. Right, let's hit some dits. Let's get yeah, let's do it, buddy. Sides. We'll be finishing slightly earlier today, uh, but we we'll get through these ditties uh, so we can hear all what you're seeing. Here we go.
2: Yes, I like to see the toy soldiers, Sean. Sean, be sick. Toy, toy soldiers. soldiers,
0: Sean. Oh, has yeah, them. <laughs> yeah toy soldier sequel i wonder but why that never- that's
1: a, i wouldn't even have thought of that that's a, such an interesting uh, uh was it a um was it based on a uh a video game
0: um i'm not entirely sure
1: i'm pretty sure it was i'm pretty sure okay. it was based on a video game and uh you know i, I could be wrong again someone tell me uh, but i i feel like i'm right <laughs> it got made in 91 yes. I, I don't know was it a success I don't like that movie to me I remember I saw it in the theaters but I don't remember much about it do you Keith
0: no not at all I know that there was another uh film that was about toys what was that what was that one I can't remember what it was it was like two warring factions of toys
3: you do not talk about toy story, story.
0: <laughs> no no it was another one it came out around the same time as toys toy story well, well, while
1: you think I, about I that it, i will say that toy soldiers was based on the novel
0: not a video game
1: a novel by william p kennedy and the screenplay was written by david Kep and john schlesinger midnight cowboy uh directed the movie and you know european and you know it's weird it feels like then later on this was uh in real life was uh you know done with the ukrainian uh, i feel like it was ukrainian where they took a school hostage oh so let's yeah, drop that out of I, the project by the way
0: i'm i'm really beginning to think that maybe this is not the film that our lovely listener meant would have a sequel to
1: <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't i don't think so but let's if you, if
0: that's the film you meant let us know yeah let us know because it's an odd choice but um yeah i i do oh what is that that film called about toys oh i can't remember i can't even remember right it
2: me? <laughs> they could remake page master that'd be pretty dope
0: the page master with do you remember that film it was sort of um, i do part live action part animation i loved that film when i was a kid
1: yeah they did it in 94 right it was uh yeah that's exactly live action and animated fantasy christopher lloyd whoopi goldberg i love patrick stewart lynn nimoy You know, I mean, it's a that's a great that's a great one. I love that call. I love that call.
0: Yeah, the Page Master. Oh my God, that is literally I just flung a memory at me. Oh, that's
1: some nostalgia for sure.
0: Yeah, that's that film, Page Master, is like for me the same sort of nostalgia as uh, like an American Tale or um, the Never Ending Story. You know? Yeah. I love that. Totally. Oh my totally God, I'm gonna try and,
1: Yeah, now I'm really thinking about a great, great call on that one. I'll say one that shouldn't exist, which is Sex in the City 2. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We've talked oh, about this, but it should not should not have been done. And I will give one that should have been done, though now you can't, and the T V series doesn't count, which would be clueless.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd love a, I'd love a, um, definitely a sequel to Clueless. Yeah, why did All that, right. why didn't that happen? That was such a good film.
1: Yeah, I don't, I, I you know, listen, I don't get why it didn't. Uh, it's, I don't know where uh, they went wrong on that one, but damn, that would have been great, especially at that time with those actors. I would have loved it.
0: Yeah, definitely. 100%. I'm, right. I'm still trying to think of this Toy Soldiers, what it could be. I can't seem to find it, but I do remember <laughs> there was a film about toys. If anyone out there can help me, please uh, send it in. Nah,
2: okay. the Clash of the Titans and shit was sick. The Wrath of the Titans was kind of corny, but the Clash was dope. Oh, yeah. <gasps> you think that so? That was
0: an odd one. He said Clash of the Titans was good, but the roar for the Titans was shite. Yeah. I
1: mean, I didn't love Clash of the Titans, to be honest with you. I really didn't. I I was, uh, you know, Sam Worthington. I, again, I've said this before. When did everyone get everybody say that Gemma Arterton is so good? I I don't understand. <laughs> Who made her a star? I don't look at her as a star, and I don't look at her as a good actor. So where does she fall? I don't understand. I, I was not a huge fan of that. I have to say, two thousand ten that came out.
0: That's fair. That's fair. But um, I did like um. Yeah, I I mean, what did you like? Clash of the Titans, not necessarily the remake, but the original. The original Uh was great. Like the, um, you know, back in the like sixties, seventies. I think they came out the original Clash of the Titans.
1: Oh, is that? I don't know about that actually. So you're just schooling me right now.
0: Yeah, I I had no idea. Right back, Roy. I can't remember. I can't remember his name was. Uh, the guy. You know, it was all like nineteen eighty one. I'm looking it up. 1981.
1: 81. Yeah. 81 oh, is wow. the uh, original, based, you know, loosely based on the Perseus myth and uh, directed by Desmond Davis. And it was with Harry Hamlin and Sir Lawrence Olivier, Burgess Meredith Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a hell of a Harry cast.
0: Hamlin. his animation in it is incredible. A lot of the Medusas and that at the end, really, really good. Hmm. Really yeah. Well,
1: let's try to get through yeah, some of right. the the rest of these ditties here, uh, because I know we have to call it a little early today, which I appreciate
0: you doing for me, Keith. Yeah. No worries. Anytime. Okay. Like here we go.
3: So, I kind of agree mm-hmm. with uh, Keith, but the thing is about uh, Saw and the like the whole franchise of Saw is that it kind of created its own genre when it was made. Like I agree that it would have been great as a standalone, and it would have mm-hmm. fitted in. As a classic in the horror genre but if it didn't continue its cycle there wouldn't be the kind of slasher genre films that we see today and in in its own it's kind of just like one of those films that a niche group of people thoroughly enjoy not not saying that i'm one of them but you know (laughs) to those who thoroughly enjoy them you know Good for you. You know, I hope you like the, the uh Saw sort of eight or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the Saw trilogies uh trilogy sequels were necessary.
1: Ethan Ryder. Yeah, he's been on today, really on point. I, I agree. You know, I agree point. with him. But you know, that's what I said. But you know, listen, uh like we said, Keith, anytime there's big money, there's gonna be big sequels.
2: hmm
0: Yeah, absolutely. Maybe just not nine of them though. Maybe like maybe a Saw trilogy would have been quite nice, but just
1: wrap I mean, it there.
0: Wrap it there. Just yeah. gonna throw this out there in between messages: uh, a film that I think that should have had a sequel. Uh, TV shows don't count. Is Stargate.
1: Mmm, that's great. I love that. Yeah, that's a really good that. one.
0: I'm a huge fan. Of the the Uh, old Stargate
1: Oh and I'll say one that shouldn't have a sequel American Psycho Right Never should have made that American Psycho 2 Come on
0: Shut up Meg Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's funny That's great Click 2
0: Crank 2
1: And they made it Didn't they unfortunately
0: Yeah Yeah, I think it's a sequel that he never wanted to see was Crank 2.
1: Yeah, oh, that's the one he never... Yeah, okay, amen. Yeah. Amen. Crank was great. Leave it at that. Don't give us a two. Yeah,
0: completely agree. If you guys are
2: uh, talking about sequels that you would want to see, I was thinking... Dick Tracy from, I think, 1991. I, I was like 11 at the
1: time, so it was perfect for mm-hmm. me. I was totally obsessed with it, and now no one talks about it. And I think it could even be remade, but there's no reason why uh, there can't be a sequel
2: to Dick Tracy. The original one isn't so good that uh, it would be like Sacrilege.
1: Oh, oh it definitely wouldn't be Sacrilege. <laughs> that movie got panned. Uh, Warren Beatty
0: yeah. directed it. and Madonna's... That- and don't forget that Madonna's only got one eye now. So it'd be oh, yeah, difficult right. for her to come back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. No, so I can't. Is, that, is does she only have one eye? Is that what's happening now? Is that her new thing?
0: Yeah, she's got an eye patch. what That's is it, what
1: is she doing? What is she doing?
0: She did. um, I actually went to see her. Well, I say went to see her. I got snuck in at the back by my friend at the London Palladium. She did 15 shows at the London Palladium and she came in like a dominatrix with an eye patch. And I was thinking, oh, my God, she's a real artist. She gives up her right eye for this bloody show. Amazing. But um, yeah, it was okay. It was a lot of stumbling. It was a lot of dodgy notes. It was a lot of uh, um, waiting around for her to actually get off her ass and get on the stage. But yeah, it happened.
1: Yeah, she And I know Dick Beatty Tracy talked too. about uh, making Dick Tracy 2 in 2011, but there was some kind of lawsuit and, and things happened and it was hard for him to retain the rights. And then I think he won. Uh, the lawsuit was eventually resolved in his favor um, to keep the rights and then never made a sequel, which, you know, I, listen, he, 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 last time he mentioned it was 2016. He talked about the possibility of producing a sequel at CinemaCon. But still, nothing. Yeah. So I wouldn't hold your breath. And then on that he went
0: one. on stage, and then he went <laughs> on stage and said "La La Land," and that was it. That was it. Yeah, Nick Tracy, no go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, over. You
2: know, it was over. <laughs> hey y'all, um, I don't know if y'all remember the movie The Butterfly Effect, but they came out with a second movie, and oh my god, it was truly trash. Like it was garbage, and. I'm just like, we really didn't need this. Like, the first movie was okay, but it, like, wrapped up well enough to where it was like, all right, we got enough of this. Completely agree. Completely. The the
1: butterfly effect, the original, yeah, was the only Ashton Kutcher movie I ever liked to this day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, same. And I love the fact it's got about a million different, like, Endings as well that you could just go and Watch a different ending of the film that feels Like a sequel so I don't know why yeah. they had To make one but yeah awful but Terrible Just gonna throw it out there film that Should have had a sequel Nightmare Before Christmas
1: Oh yeah Nightmare Before Christmas that's a good one That's a really yeah. good one um, I'm gonna say Meanwhile aside from please don't remake The Wizard of Oz they, I could have done Without Bambi too how about that? And I could have done without the <laughs> Little Mermaid too. Could have done without both of those. Oh, and as an, and a and wait, as an added, I'll say I could have done without Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. Stop it!
3: Well, <laughs> right, right, let's, let's get through go, these let's that one before your your blood pressure. Oh my goodness, the Toy <laughs> Soldiers sequel would be so good yes i love, love that film so much oh my goodness uh hello keith andrews 2020 and hello cliff dorfman um loving the uh loving the show uh fantastic stuff just here saying hello and yeah let's uh start a crowdfund small soldiers <laughs> 2 revenge of
1: orange gina
0: hi
1: orange gina, <laughs> hi, orange oh, yeah. gina. thank you for that crowdfund started
0: Absolutely.
3: I think you're thinking of Small Soldiers.
0: Small Soldiers.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's he found the, the name for you. How happy are you right now?
0: Very. Ecstatic. Over the bloody moon. Small Soldiers. Yes. Yes. This is See, it. Why that's why I love, our listeners. Oh, well, I love our listeners. Oh, you are on our listeners. Oh, my God. I'm Amazing. looking at the VHS cover right now. It's bringing him so much back. Small soldiers. Thank you
2: for that. Legally Blonde Two has to be the worst sequel the I've worst. ever seen. Like, <clears throat> I honestly can't think of a worse one. Like, it, it, like, <laughs> I would say Sex and City Two is better than Legally Blonde Two because at least Sex and City Two kind of makes fun of itself. Like, it almost has a level of camp to it. So, agreed. Yeah, terrible trash. that sequel. Trash.
0: Absolutely hated. Trash.
1: Right? You hated it too, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Complete trash. Mm.
1: I think you're still just, just reveling in the fact that now you know the name is Small Soldiers.
0: I'm so excited <laughs> and I just can't hide it. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So, no, that again, like Page Master, that is like a massive slap around the face of nostalgia. I love it.
1: And by Thank the way, directed sure. by Joe Dante, Gremlins.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah, Small Soldiers is classic. What
2: What's up, Cleef? What's up, Dorf? How's everything, guys? Hope you guys are having an amazing weekend. What's up? What's up, Keith? Hey, Virginia.
0: Hey, Julio. i seen you in Donkey's years. Oh, you did. <laughs> you did. You bet. Okay. Good to hear your voice. Did we voice, already sir? talk
3: about
2: what we think about the sequel to Train Spotting? We got T2. Oh. Ah. Uh, did you see it? it
0: yeah. It happened. It was nostalgia. I liked it. It was all right. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, it was uh, T2, right? It was still Danny Boyle. Yeah, And uh, it's all the originals, you know, and Johnny Lee and everybody. Uh, Listen, I I liked it. It, It's not one, but it's still good.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's still funny. The scene when they're in the club is so, so funny when they go into the Scottish uh, club and it's so good. I thought that scene no. was absolutely perfect. But um, yeah, like you said, it was a nice follow-on. It did well. It was a book as well by Irving Welsh. So it's not um, completely and utterly uh, out of the realm of being, you know, completely done by somebody different.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it did well, too, with 18 million pounds, it says. And it did 42 million in box office pounds.
2: Wow. That yeah. is good. So it did well. I mean, yeah, totally.
0: Yeah, I saw it at the cinema. Definitely, I saw it at the cinema. I Me thought too. It was great. Okay, here
2: we go. I'm also very surprised that we never received a Pleasantville sequel. Like, I feel like they could have played around with different eras, and like, I think it could have been really cool. Almost in the same sense that like WandaVision is taking. Like, it could have been kind of like a trippy, like, continuation of the series. Well, I was going to say, like we have got a
0: Pleasantville uh, sequel. It's called WandaVision. <laughs>
1: Yeah, same. <laughs> you're you're all correct. Uh, I feel like WandaVision did it for us. Pleasantville was good. It's actually better that if you watch it now than you even might have thought it was when it came out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that film. I watched that quite recently, actually. It was on Channel 4, probably about but, just before Christmas, I think. It's a good one. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a
1: good one. It's, uh, no, listen, <laughs> it, it, let me... Okay, so so what I'll say is despite Toby Maguire being in it, it's still a pretty decent movie. <laughs> I mean, because that guy can pull me out of anything. He just sucks. Suck. Can you Tom just do.
0: McGuire. There we go. I was going to ask if you could do the obligatory <laughs> Tommy McGuire.
1: McGuire. I'm friends with Leo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm one done.
0: day, one day, we're going <laughs> to click on him. I'm going to approve a message, and it is going to be Tony McGuire. You know, oh, I, I wish. Says, Yo, do I
1: right, wish. I wish. Douche. All right. Let's go. We got four left. Let's get through them.
2: I think by far the most unnecessary and ridiculous sequel that they put out there was Schindler Takes Miami Beach, the sequel to (laughs) Schindler's List. I mean, there was that cool Pina Colada scene that was funny. And then there's the cigar boat race. But I think it just really devalued the message of the original. And when they brought back that, you know... You know, the thing that they did with the little girl in the red coat when they had, like, you know, the one girl on the beach with the red thong. I was like, that's just cheap. My, you know, Spielberg, I thought he was better than that. But, you know, everybody needs that check.
1: I'm not
2: touching Get that Get out one. of here. Yeah, I'm not touching it.
0: Get out of here.
2: <laughs> also, another excellent <laughs> sequel would be Return to Oz. Like, in my personal opinion, yeah. I believe that <clears throat> Return to Oz is better than The Wizard of Oz because I love the yeah. darker tones to it. Mm.
0: I completely agree.
2: Yeah,
1: that's I, good.
0: As a kid, I could not sit through uh, Wizard of Oz. For some reason, it annoyed me. It triggered me. Wow, uh, Wizard of Oz. But Return to Oz, I love that darker tone. I mean, who didn't have nightmares about the Wheelers? They were terrifying, and <laughs> um, Mombi, who could change her head, and the the Gnome King, the guy made out of rocks.
1: It really did trigger I... you, huh?
0: Really did. No, the original tri- triggered. Right, me. the
1: original triggered you. The second one just, just stayed wanted... in your memory.
0: I don't know why, but I just wanted to drop kick all every character in the original film. <laughs> I just wanted to literally walk Still? around us and just be like, and, Poof! and like just to this punch day, all them. To this day. Whether oh, they're wow. a munchkin, whether they're part of that Emerald City place, the wizard, the oh, it's just so annoying. It's such an annoying movie.
1: And we'll agree to disagree. A, I, I love me, The Wizard of Oz.
0: Uh, Judy Garland's amazing. Everyone else is annoying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, we're just gonna <laughs> leave that one right there.
0: We will. Love Return to Oz, though. Okay, this is our last ditty, guys. Yeah. <laughs>
1: How about the X-Files? Or they already made a sequel to that one, but that was a while ago when I'm ready for another sequel. Ah, uh, fuck that. <laughs> Did he change <laughs> his mind at the end there?
0: I don't know. I think he was like, I want another X-Files sequel. Oh, well, fuck it. We're never going to get one. Jillian uh, Jillian Anderson said no. No, she it's has. over. She said she's not, she's not going to do any more X-Files. She's done. She's too yeah. busy making like great things, like being Margaret Thatcher in The Crown. Do you know what I mean? She's oh, off. Yeah. She's off. She's
1: I agree. Let perfect. it lie. Let the X Files lie. It was great, and now it's over.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. No more X Files. Well, please. Unfortunately, we
1: have to cut this together uh, short today. Uh, which, again, Keith, I really appreciate you.
0: Uh, you know. Oh, uh, don't worry about that. I get to go to I, bed a little bit earlier.
1: That's right. Heal your bruised
0: ribs. Yes, yes. yes. Going to wrap. Please feel up better, Keith. Cold heat. I will. Don't worry. Um, okay. I just need to just rest, but I'll be good. But thank you so much. And uh, yes. we are back next week, guys. Um, same time um, next same week. Same bad uh, we're channel. Be talking about TV sequels. Yes,
1: I'm excited I'm about really that. Excited. I got a lot to say.
0: TV sequels, sequels and prequels even though you know i hate the p word
1: i know but i got a lot to say on that
0: excellent well thank you Dorothy. have a lovely thank day you, you so well. thank you andrew well thank you sir See you next week
1: all right much love to everybody thanks for being here and we'll see you all next week have a great one bye
0: Ciao. thank you so much for joining us here at the films i love most podcast don't forget you can contact us at Film I Love Most podcast at yahoo.com or on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we look forward to welcoming you back next time here on the Films I Love Most podcast.